0: Hello and welcome to the Arsenal way back with you guys for another show after Arsenal have battled, have ended bruised, well at least Diogo Jota's chest has, um, at the end of Arsenal's 0-0 draw uh, at Anfield, which Arsenal now take of course to the second leg at the Emirates next Thursday, positioned very nicely, if we've got any players available of course, uh, to try and take on the Reds and uh, get through to the final after a what was a brilliant defensive display uh there was a lot of talking points despite the fact there was no goals i'm gonna go through all that and more and your comments in the chat box with chris how you doing mate you good you well
1: yeah just about that was a tough watch um for parts well for large parts Mm. not entirely sure how um you know it's ended nil nil but uh credit where credits due to arsenal and, and and the defense in particular which i thought was fantastic
0: yeah, absolutely. Um, let's jump into the chat box and see what people are saying. Vinny says, uh, what a performance. So happy with the lads. Temi saying, what a win. Um, Ritian saying, Xhaka should ideally be sold at the end of the season. Too many brain fades <laughs> is how he describes it. Uh, Ranpur says, so proud of this team for the way they fought that uh, when they went down to 10 men, they were determined not to give up. Uh, Wilshere is, it is then, says going to UK. Yeah, maybe happening sooner than some maybe think. It's uh, interesting, to say the least, what we're going to do with our midfield ahead of the weekend. Um, John says after Xhaka, <laughs> got that red card which left them with only 299 men. I thought it would be a tough going. Well done Arsenal, is what it means. But yes, the Sparta, fantastic stuff. Uh, played like Spartans at the end of that, to be honest. Chris, defensively great. Shall we get the elephant in the room out the way to start things off granite Xhaka, what on earth is he doing <laughs> again
1: <laughs> how many times how many times have we asked uh, asked that question tc well, I wrote um it in the
0: piece, didn't i i put like i need a, i need a a template or a hotkey that just <laughs> inserts Xhaka's senseless challenge like that's all i need
1: there should be one already um yeah. but look uh, uh to be fair, when I uh, when I saw it at the time watching the game, I, I thought it was a little bit harsh because he's watching the the ball come down and he's literally gone gone to to clear it. Um, but replays did show that before it even got that advanced and and before the ball was was coming down, Granite did look around and and saw Jota was making that run, so he knew someone was there. Um, and yeah, you know, unfortunately. When he's he swung his foot round, it's gone in a dangerous position, it's quite high. And um, yeah, I, I mean that's a red card, isn't it? <laughs> you know, if um, if that happens any other day of the week in a game, then um, nine times out of ten you're you're gonna get uh, you're gonna get sent off for it and giving your marching orders. So um it's one of those things. But again, it had to be granite, didn't it? It had to be him. And, you know, of course, after so many incidents with granite and and red cards in particular, leaving us in very challenging situations on the pitch after he's sent off. It's um it's becoming frustrating. Well, it is frustrating, but it's it's just becoming ridiculous now. The amount of times that he's finding himself in these situations, and you know it was still in the early stages of the game. It's a huge fixture away from home at a really tough ground against a tough team first leg we obviously had to um be on top of our game throughout and then he he goes and does something like that so you know it's um it concerns me and I've I've often said it um a lot recently you know don't get me wrong since he came back from injury which he picked up um, earlier on the season against Tottenham I think he's done quite well and (laughs) More times than not, you see that he, he he can help the team. He offers something different. He keeps things moving in the middle of the park. But when I every every game I watch him, I'm always worried that he's going to do something silly. And mm. no matter how many times he's done it, no matter how many times, whether it's a manager or other teammates or fans, get on his back for it and warn him, look, granted, you've just got to keep your head, keep your composure um, and focus, he, he, he still manages to... to to produce moments of stupidity I, I, I wouldn't put tonight as a moment of stupidity as such because like I said he is genuinely looking at the ball as it's coming down he doesn't know that he's mm. gonna you know catch Jota in the chest for example but he did know that Jota was making a, a making a run behind him so he's got to bear that in mind when he goes to do that action with the ball so um yeah, disappointing again, but we can't sit here and say we're surprised, can we?
0: Nick B pointed out that Xhaka was covering for Gabriel Anyone watched the replay so far. I did watch the analysis at half-time, pointed out by Jamie Carragher. Gabriel is... Uh, Gabriel is taught to do that. That is what we're asked to do in these positions is to is to press and to try and get the ball back. And that's why Gabriel was in that position. And it is Jacka's job to, to cover him. The ball, by the way, uh, is it Milner that plays the ball on his left foot? I think it is one of the best long passes I think I might have ever seen. It's a ridiculous pass through De Jota. Now let's have this discussion because I got a lot of stick and backlash on uh, Twitter for saying this. I didn't think it was a red card. Call me crazy. I didn't think it was a red card. I feel like, and by the way, just to clarify on the rule, the last man rule is is not a rule. The rule is denying a clear goal-scoring opportunity. Now, when Jota chests this long, brilliant pass from James Milner, the ball that... ricochets off Jota's chest is going straight into the arms of Aaron Ramsdale and Jota is not accelerating towards that ball faster than Ramsdale is collecting it and in my mind it is not the denial of a clear goal scoring opportunity because of that fact that doesn't take away Xhaka's stupidity for making the challenge so it's not me trying to cover for Xhaka in any way before anyone jumps on that idea but the idea that it's the it's the denial of a goal scoring opportunity. For me, I don't think it is a clear denial of goal scoring opportunity.
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, I mean there's they were, they were talking at halftime, weren't they, on the coverage that Ramsdale was where well, he was coming out for initially. Um, and then he he sort of backtracked a little bit and went went back inside his box. I mean, we could sit here and speak about all the t- sort of different scenarios that could have happened. Um if Granite didn't obviously um, do what he done, um. But I guess, you know, obviously not the the aside from the goal scoring opportunity. TC, it's um, mm. it's a da- it's a dangerous tackle, isn't it? And we have seen, we have seen scenarios like that before, or or incidents fouls like that before, where, you know, it's above the hip, a boot's gone in a dangerous direction, has caught the player, and um, they've been sent off for. It. I mean. Sort of different situation, but when players have been on the, fo- the floor because they've just been fouled and they've kicked up towards a player with their boot, it's, it's been a red card before, mm. you know, I, I can see why they think it's dangerous. I, I, but again, you know, we can sit here, can't we, and look at the different situations that could have developed if Granite Xhaka didn't go for it. as we said um There are a couple of other defenders around him that could have caught up. Um, Ramsdale was was, was initially coming outside his box as well. And I think genuinely looking at the replay, if he kept on sprinting out, he would have potentially got to it or at least distracted uh, Jota as well. So Mm. um, it's just one of those things, isn't it?
0: It's ah, uh, it's interesting what they call it. Because if he gets a two-match ban, it means he was given for the uh, denial of a goal-scoring opportunity. If it's given for the type of challenge that it was, it'll be a three-match ban. So he'll miss Burnley as well, because that'll be given a serious foul play. So we'll have to wait and see. If it's for serious foul play, I think you know the argument for that is strong. <laughs> uh, it's up there. But if they gave it for the denial of a goal-scoring, clear goal-scoring opportunity. That's where I think there's a, a greater argument for a possible appeal uh, in that situation. Anyway, moving on from that uh, controversy, and I, as I expected, a lot of people disagreeing in the chat, which is fair enough, all insult to, to our opinions. Um, let's talk about the defensive performance after we went um, down to 10 men. Ben White came in in the summer for £50 million pounds to the frustration of quite a lot of people um, because £50 million quid being spent on a centre-back was a position that we didn't necessarily feel that we desperately needed but my goodness, he, he's he been worth every penny of that 50 million. And defensively, we always talk about the way he kind of distributes the ball. But defensively, he was excellent. You're muted. you muted. You've got a 2022 problem. There we go. Fan,
1: sorry, sorry, TC. Um, busy getting your post-match piece out, which I'm sure people will be keen to read on. <laughs> Um, I'll but, jump uh, into the
0: chat box in a second and you can don't multitask
1: no Ben White was fantastic tonight fantastic I, I mean the whole back line was in fairness but you know he's a real standout and after some shaky moments at the beginning of the season and um, you know one or two moments throughout it as well you know you've got to, to you know really give him credit for how far he's come Um he's faced a lot of criticism hasn't he TC not just a few you know from Whereas doubts amongst the mm. fan base, but a lot of um, former players and pundits were thinking he wasn't really the right profile for Arsenal. £50 million, pounds, a lot of money for him. Um, but, uh, you know, he's a really down-to-earth lad. He, he, he focuses on his game. He rarely he puts a, a foot wrong. And uh, he's got some leadership qualities that I really like about him. I think he has got material the, uh, to be future captain. Um, he's mm. certainly got the 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 potential and the ability to be um a regular center back for for england that's for sure um uh, you know I, I said it when we signed him and i could understand the 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 concerns that came with the the 50 million pound fee because it is it is a lot of money um and you know ben white was someone that hadn't played many years in the Premier League. It was sort of mm. only a couple of pre- regular Premier League seasons under his belt because he'd been on several loans as well. So I could understand the concerns and the doubts that people had. But I remember saying at the time when we, when we got him in, Premier League experience can can be the, the ultimate difference when you make a signing. And mm. because he'd got voted player of the year for Leeds, he has got player, um, player of the year for Brighton, I think, is he, after having a great season, you know, when we spoke to fans of Leeds and Brighton, everyone was raving about him, couldn't praise him high enough. And it, it, it's clear to see why with his performances mm. at Arsenal. And I think he's done really well to block out all the noise surrounding that move and surrounding certainly, you know, his his performances earlier on in the season. And like I said, that's testament to his character and his, his, um, his personality and ability as a footballer, I guess, just to block out that noise, focus on his game, you know focus on improving as a player i'm sure Mikel Arteta's played a big part in that as well because we all know that he he likes to protect the younger players we need to forget ben white is still relatively young as well so um you know i still think there'll be times where he makes one or two errors or you know poor lack of judgment from him but uh, all in all he's he's got the the ingredients to become a really top center half and uh, i think um I think it's shrewd business by Arsenal to to get him in the summer, uh, yeah, in the summer before maybe potentially more clubs came in for him.
0: Absolutely, um, Ben White will continue to be one of my favourite additions to the team of the last however many years because of not only the way in which he helps defensively, but in the way that he, he distributes as well. Let's jump into the chat box and see uh, what some people are saying. Um, John T says Chambers did very uh, well as well. Also, not sure why he doesn't play ahead of Cedric. Uh, just took my ten cents on this. The footballing gods were looking down, maybe, on us when Cedric... I don't want to wish injury on anyone, of course, but I really was championing Chambers to start this game over Cedric. I thought Cedric was really poor against Nottingham Forest... And it was a lot to do with kind of the reason why we were so weak on that side was because of Cedric. Chambers coming in, I thought, did did really, really well. The only issue with Chambers is he doesn't know how slow he is sometimes. Um, and he kind of goes too far forwards and then realizes how far up the pitch he is and realizes he actually can't get back in time. So, yeah, I thought he was really, really solid. Scrolling up the chat a little bit more, Amir says, Tom, the way Arteta handled 10 men having the sub uh, of Cedric and missing so many players he deserves, much credit. I mean, absolutely. He set up things pretty much perfectly at the way in which we went down to 10 men, the way we kind of set up to deal with the game. Anfield is always tough. Liverpool, even without Salah and Mane, is tough. And I'm sorry, but Liverpool had their entire first team out besides Mane and Salah. Every single player that they would play was there. Um, The only one I'm thinking of is maybe Kanata, and I think even he was on the bench. But Fabinho, Henderson, Trent Alexander-Arnold, Andy Robertson, Firmino, Jota, Mina Mino is the obvious choice to come in. Of course, maybe Origi could have played possibly, but... It, it it's just so ironic that last week obviously they suffered with an outbreak at liverpool and uh, a false positive outbreak if you like at liverpool this week we're missing god knows how many players <laughs> and yet we're like no we'll travel up to anfield no worries we'll take a, a clean sheet and a drawer
1: well, back to well under- if someone's put as someone's put on Twitter um TC, the Granite Xhaka red card turned out to be another false positive for <laughs> Liverpool tonight.
0: <laughs> That's excellent, that is. Fair play. That's brilliant. DEV. Uh let's go to uh Alex English says Joel Graham uh, got in the mood tonight. Yeah, I mean that was a first half, nineteen eighty-nine solid, keep it to nil-nil. If you're talking about this game in in terms of two halves, I mean, we played the first half of that 1989, if you want, for uh, you know, the the symbolism I suppose of this. Um, Peter says, Tom, the thing is Liverpool only have two players that matter. One of them is at the AFCON, of course. I think they've got a lot of very, very decent players. to say that only two matter. Alisson big, Van Dyke big, Robertson big, alexander Arnold is big, Fabinho is excellent, Jota has been really good for them and a really good bias It's coming in as well. Firmino links up the play. Look, they have a very, very good team, even without those two players. And the way in which we dealt with it was really, really solid. Now, this game, uh, we, we can all talk forever about kind of defensive performance. I think Saka also deserves a mention as well for kind of his work rate. I thought Martinelli continued to go for the entire game, got back, defended, ran out. Lacazette, Lacazette was kind of there. Like, I appreciated some of his performances, but I think that he struggled at times on the pitch, especially... Energy was good, work rate was good, but there was some decision-making that was a bit off. Uh, Saka had a great chance as well in that first. I think it was in the second half to, you know, it was just a poor touch that let him down, could have scored. But the biggest question from this now, Chris, is where this kind of leaves us for the weekend. Because we only have Lukonga as the only senior orthodox central midfielder left available for this team. We have a situation where Arsenal, as we understand it, according to Chris Whitley, that Arsenal are accelerating and really pushing hard with talks for Juventus to try and sign Melo on loan. The deadline to register players is tomorrow at midday, I believe. Um, I'd be very surprised if we got that loan deal in before then. I mean, Edo will have to be working through the night and hope that those at Juventus are going to be staying up to try and get this done. And Arthur is staying up to try and get this done. Juventus, as far as we understand as well, also want to find a replacement, although Arsenal may try to push that through still. Uh, and, you know, say, take another one of our mids. You can have Granit Xhaka online for the rest of the season. Um, and we've obviously also recalled Miguel Aziz from Portsmouth today. Uh, Football London understands too how do you feel chris about the midfields and is it how big of a problem is it going to be
1: yeah well i would be i would be lying if i uh, said it, it isn't concerning me um because it is we've been I, th- I suppose the most frustrating thing for me is we've been rambling on about this for the last couple of weeks now and um you know, questions were, were raised when we let Ainsley Maitland-Niles go and there was no sign of a replacement for him because, obviously, we know the versatility that he, ca- he carries and the importance that he can be sometimes as, as a squad player. And, uh, yeah, obviously, that's in addition to the departures to the Africa Cup of Nations. Um, Granite Shack is now... Um, obviously, Arsenal didn't see it coming, but he's he's obviously been sent off tonight, so he's going to miss the next... Two or three matches. Sambi Lokonga for me obviously we know he's still young. He's still fairly inexperienced at this level, and there were one or two moments tonight where I thought, can we really rely on him as much as we would like to? So um, yeah, it's a big concern, Tom. And uh, obviously, as you were mentioning, then um, forward at London's Chris Wheatley is reporting at Arsenal are trying to get this Artur deal over the line whether or not we can do before midday tomorrow is another matter. It's like you, you say it's a a big ask, but uh, even despite that, that transfer potentially going through, I'm sitting here thinking to myself, are we going to need two midfielders to come in? That's, I think that's the situation we find ourselves in. I think it's unlikely because obviously a lot of, a lot of focus is also going on a potential new striker in Dusan Vlojevic as well, by the sounds of it. But, um, I, I wouldn't be against us bringing two midfielders in. That's that's the situation we find ourselves in. Um, like I said, you know, Granit Xhaka and Thomas Partey are your, you know, your your to go to midfield options I suppose. Um because as I mentioned a second ago, Sami Lukonga still has a lot of development to go through. Mohamed Elneny respectfully isn't perhaps the most reliable option if we are to obviously push hard for a top four place this season. So who else have you got? That's you know I'd 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 be shocked if um if uh, you know we, we don't seriously consider going for a, a second midfielder, but that's just my my opinion. I, I know obviously Mikel Arteta and and the recruitment team will be obviously bearing in mind that we'll have the, the returnees from the African Cup of Nations and they'll they'll not want to you know, get in the way of their game time when, when they do return, of course. We've got, got to bear, bear that in mind. But um, sometimes you've got to make some difficult decisions and be ruthless in the transfer window when you are looking to achieve the, the, the qualification for Champions League football. And that's exactly what Arsenal are looking to do this season. We're obviously in a relatively good spot uh, in the table. We've got a game or two in hand to, 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 to return to the top four after West Ham's win last night. And I suppose the ultimate reality is, TC, that if we don't get this transfer window right and bring in the nece- necessary reinforcements, then it could make or break Arsenal's season. It really, really could. So I know that there, there hasn't been a lot going around about Arsenal signing two midfielders this window but with the way things are looking at the minute mm. surely they've got to
0: I mean I'm sitting here thinking about how much I and how quickly I dismissed Jack Wilshire as a six-month loan deal or a six-month contract and I still think it would be I feel, I feel like if we have to resort to getting Jack Wilshire on a six-month deal then the window in itself shows you how bad we've kind of prepared for this um we think back to that Ainsley Maitland-Niles six-month loan and, and think, why have we, why have we allowed him to leave this early? Because it looks a real, real error on on the half of of Arteta and Edu and the recruitment and sales side of the team. So that's a real frustration. Uh, Barry, said, where's Miguel Aziz? Could we not recall him? Don't you worry, Barry. We've already done it, mate. <laughs> he's uh, he's back at the club now and uh, he has been recalled. Um, so Aziz can. Uh, I don't know if he can be registered in time. We we are having. um, We're trying to work out whether or not uh, the the players will be able to be registered uh, for the game at the weekend. Uh, There's a little bit of discrepancy about. The reports coming through so if we can get that clarified uh we'll try and get that clarified for you uh silvano says tom uh thank you for your awesome show chris is here too no, thanks chris as well silvano um listen everyone on spotify while driving to work as well i hope you continue to join in with the shows silvano um but yeah no do join us and uh and for the whole arsenal way team as well rich says i'm still enraged at Xhaka. i'm trying to look past it and i'm proud of the team for the performances, but how does he keep getting allowed the game time after consistent mistakes? uh Jay, who is this guy? Have you have you heard of him before, Chris? I can't. say I just escaped. Not a mine. clue. Not a clue. 560 people watching. We've only got 100 likes. Come on, guys! Well, I think we've even got less than that. So let's drop a big press onto that big thumbs up button. Show your appreciation in the chat box if you enjoyed our defensive performance and think that Ben White got man of the match or Bukayo Saka for that instance. Drop a like on the video uh nice top says sh so there you go you've got some compliments Thank coming you. into the chat box Thank people you um thank goodness there was no extra time there may be next week uh we'll have to wait and see if there'll be extra time lastly before we wrap things up because and i'm sure our producer in the background will be able to let me know but Mikel arteta's press conference should be available nods if you agree nod if you agree i can see you yes no i'm looking for it yes it's we're told it is going to be available for you guys to watch afterwards so make sure you're turning on those notifications and you'll be able to watch Mikel arteta's post-match press conference on the channel last thing before we wrap up chris are we signing dusan vlaovic
1: (laughs) (laughs) oh good question good question um seriously do you
0: think that this kind of midfield situation would detract from that negotiation I
1: i can see why it potentially could because as much as i like the the sound of us signing dusan vlaovic um and as much you know obviously he's a a top quality striker, and he's quite rightly creating a lot of excitement surrounding him. When I look at the, the, the situation of the Arsenal squad at the minute, the, the midfield is far more a priority for me. We've got Lacazette, we've still got Anquetia, we've got Martinelli, who can play as a striker if absolutely required, and of course, we've still got Pierre Emmerich abaming He's still an Arsenal player. At the moment, it looks as if he's not going anywhere this month. And if he doesn't, then in my opinion, I would imagine that Arteta reintegrates him back into the, the Arsenal setup. So um, we've obviously got to bear all of that in mind when talking about bringing a new striker in. But um, I'd love for us to sign him, TC. I really would. Wow. I've had a few question marks over him. You know, obviously he's only sort of really turned up over the last couple of seasons and started scoring goals for fun. He's still young. So there's still a lot of development for him to go through. He may not be reliable or as reliable as a more experienced striker usually is week in, week out. Um, And of course we've got to factor in the whole, you know, getting used to new country, new club, new league, that, that sort of thing. So I think, you know, there are risks to a potential deal mm. and especially when you're thinking uh, about the the money that's reportedly going to be involved which is an eye water an amount so we, it's important we get it right and it's something that the club i think regardless of of the the striker situation we we find ourselves with at the minute is something the club have got to pursue because i think it's it's time now that arsenal bring in a new face up front, if I'm being honest. You've got Lacazette and Nketi's contract situations up in the air. Aubameyang's future is up in the air. So I think no matter what happens this month, um, we've got to be looking at a striker and that that, area has got to be high up on Arteta's and Edu's shopping list for sure. But I think that uh, midfield has got to take priority at the moment.
0: I think it does now based upon Granite Xhaka's. It's just stupid. It's, honestly, I can't. I can't get over the amount of times we have to witness this time got Look, Jose Mourinho. If you want Granite Xhaka, he's yours. Take him. Take him in the summer, please, please, please. Do I can't. You know, I'm not going to sit here and batter the guy. I just think it's. It's just we say one too many, but it, it feels like five too many at this point that it just keeps snapping. And especially, it's not just mindless for the game, but it's mindless for the North London derby. And it's mindless for the return leg as well. Um, to just to attempt such a thing as well. And I tell you what, and not just him. Gabriel made a really silly challenge near the end of the game as well, and he was shocked that he was given a yellow card for it. He's someone I've got my eye on, and I'm worried about. It's going you know, has got a couple of, you know, sea red moments in his game uh, as well. Um, as I said before, you'll be able to watch Mikel Arteta's press conference on the Arsenal way as soon as it has finished and we've uploaded it. So make sure uh you stick around and keep your eyes peeled turn those notifications on as well do drop a like on the video as well we'll be live tomorrow morning at 9 30 a.m for the next show um trying to work out when Mikel arteta's press conference ahead of the north london derby will be i imagine probably saturday it would make sense that it would be saturday um but we'll let you know when that is and you'll be able to watch the press conference ahead of the north london derby as well well, um, it's been an absolute pleasure to join you as it always is, Chris. Great result, great defensive performance. False positive for Granite Xhaka, and uh, good stuff.
1: Yeah, lovely stuff, lovely stuff. Um, good result, as you said, and uh, yeah, um, for the for those watching, your your uh, intake of Arsenal content doesn't have to stop here because TC your post match piece is is up. It's live, ready for people nice. to to read. It's a good piece to so, so go check it out.
0: I will uh, just put the link for that as you've just put it into my planner for me. If you put it into the chat box, uh, then uh, they can give it a read. So yeah, do give the uh, post-match piece over at London. and read if you follow myself at Tom Canton Media, it'll be tweeted out and i'm sure and i'm not buying this but at c davison underscore s will probably retweet it as well so you'll uh, be able to see it pop on either of our timelines you see what i did there lovely stuff uh we will see you again tomorrow morning at 9 30 do drop a like on today's video as well uh if you enjoyed the performance subscribe if you're new help us on our way to 8,000 subs and as always keep following us down the arse way come on you good.
2: Hi, Michael. Um Congrats on the result. You must be delighted with that. I'm really proud of um, what the boys did today in an extremely difficult um, stadium against a great opponent and playing 70 minutes with, um, with 10 men. Um, it was about the fight, the spirit, the commitment and as well the quality that they showed to play a game that um, is not in our strength, is not what we trained, but it was what it was necessary to win. And uh, I asked them, I want to see a team here that plays with emotion, that transmits um, everything that we talked about every day. and uh, And I've seen that today, so I'm really happy. I know you said just now on TV that you haven't seen the red card back yet. But um, well, firstly, have you had a chance in a few minutes since? And secondly, what are the boys saying about it in the dressing room? No, I haven't seen it. I went to the interviews outside and now here, so I cannot judge it because uh, I haven't seen the action. And just finally for me, um, does this make you favourites now, going in, into a home leg, second leg with, um, with the tie points? Nothing. We play half-time, even probably less than that, and, uh, and we need another game. And um, it's an extraordinary opponent. Uh, we got a result that, uh, with the circumstances, um, we have to consider that it's positive. But we have a return leg, and uh, we're going to need everybody back, and we're going to need to create that great atmosphere at the Emirates um, with the fans. Hopefully, that traveled today, that they made incredible noise and give us incredible energy, and um, and put a real game there to try to get into that final.
1: Thanks, Michael.
2: Thank you. Thanks, Nick. We'll go to Nick Callow, please.
0: Evening, Is Whatever way you look at it, it was an impressive performance considering Granite was sent off so early. And that, I guess, makes it even harder going into Sunday's match with him suspended.
2: Yes, but we came here and we are missing nine or ten players already. But um, listen, we don't know what to expect the next day. So we cannot be looking at that and, and all the time having to fall into that and use it as an excuse. We have to play games. This is our job. We know the context that we are in, and it can change, and it can change to a to be in a in a more uh, difficult position. But um, the team has to rebuild, and we have players that uh, are with that desire to play. And on Sunday again, we will try to do the
0: same thing. I don't know how bad Bukayo Saka is, but it must have been quite bad for him to come off. Is there any chance you could ask for Sunday's match to be postponed with all these injuries and
2: COVID? I- he, he felt something in the last minute, he was really fatigued, and um, and I don't know, he's a young boy and he recovers pretty quickly, but he's played a lot of minutes in the last months, so uh, let's see who he's available. Okay, Gustav, cheers.
0: Thanks, Nick. We'll just take a couple more now. Firstly, Sam Wallace. The, 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 the Arsenal teams have been criticised in the past for a bit of a lack of fight in difficult situations. What? what how would you summarise what has changed, especially with this group of players, given that performance? Well, when you come
2: to a stadium like this, I say to them that um, you have to pick players that you are happy to go to war because you're going to have a fight, you're going to have difficult moments, you're going to have moments where you have to suffer. And um, it's about how you approach those moments. If you reveal yourself, if you are willing to help your team, if you are willing to accept that at some moment you're not going to play the game that you want, uh, and then good things are going to happen. So when you play with that spirit and fight and brotherhood around the team, um, at the end, you get rewarded. And I think that will happen today. Thanks,
0: Sam. finally, we'll go to Simon Collins. Hi, Mikel. Uh, last month, you had some games you were winning sort of five, six nil. But how does the satisfaction from a result like this compare to that?
2: Well, it's completely different because uh, the circumstances, the context, where we played, who we played against uh, is very different. And uh, and you have to evaluate the result um, in each game. And uh, what we've done today for 70 minutes um, is extremely difficult to do and um, and shows how much we want it and we want to get into that final. And today was the first step to have the possibility in the second game to, to finalise it.
0: Just on on Sunday, obviously Cedric went off injured tonight. Have you have you got any fears for the game against Tottenham not going ahead?
2: I don't know. It's a possibility in in every game from our side, from the opponent's side, because um, the amount of uh, issues that everybody's having, and because it's happening every week. But uh, we try to prepare the game, thinking always that we're going to play. If something happens along the way, um, is what it is.